already? Yes, I just clocked out this bitch. Wanna drink some beer and talk some shit? That would make me very happy. Okay, let's go get smashed and talk about real important issues. We should make a podcast out of it. I fucking quit! okay what's up guys how y'all doing happy friday welcome to the ot um in studio with me is the lovely heather what's up heather what's up guys how's everyone doing today well how are you doing today baby i'm doing good i'm doing a little little, under the weather i'm a little under the weather but you know the clamor for our voices was was (laughs) too loud for me to ignore (laughs) so here we are i'm drinking some coffee there you go. Put some whiskey in it. You'll feel better. Uh, typical. Typical. Mexican uh, <laughs> remedy. <laughs> uh, always makes everything better. But regardless, it's Friday. It's Friday, yeah. It's Freaky Friday. So we got a whole bunch of just stories that popped up that we want to talk about. We want to talk about gas prices. Oh, shit, man. I think I'm going to start walking to work. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I'm pretty sure they're going to make us start work, uh, walking at work. Walking, walking our routes again, <laughs> right? Walking route, yeah. It's insane. It's insane. So uh, so we'll get into the gas prices a little bit later. Um, but I want you to play I want you to play devil's advocate for me, okay? Okay. I, I want you to pretend you're the biggest Trump fan out there, and I want you <laughs> to just... So we'll, we'll talk about that. Okay. Um, other than that, it's Friday... And let's start with the rundown. You saw something pretty interesting on TikTok, right? I did, and it was the first time I saw it, you know, I was just like, I don't want to say mesmerized, but I was kind of like, wow, this person's attractive. But don't give away, don't spoil it yet. Okay. I want to show the video first, and then we can get into it. Okay. Okay? All right, let's do that. So this is that TikTok. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Can I ask you what you do for a living? I'm in tech sales. Why do you work out? I've always worked out. My dad was a power lifter. Okay, we go back. Hey, excuse me. Can I, ask, can I ask you what you do for a living? Diesel mechanic. And what did you just work out? Uh, titties and a little bit of bicep. Nice. Sweet. And then why do you work out? Uh, to avoid depression. Man. My parents went through a divorce. And it's the only way to get away, man. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for- Thank you, man. Have a good one. Excuse me. Can I ask you what you do for a living? I'm in tech sales. Why do you work out? I've always worked out. My dad was a powerlifter here in Puerto Rico. Started powerlifting at like 15, and now I just do it for general health. So awesome, man. Okay, so th- so this guy, his name's Tommy Two, right? Yes. Tommy Two. He has a YouTube channel. He also has a TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um. So he he basically goes around and he, he's asking people random questions, right? Yeah. It's and- usually like, what do you do for a living? Why do you work out? Just stuff like that. Different things. Just like random, like man on the street kind yeah. of type stuff. And as you were creating our TikTok for this show, mm-hmm. which is something that you guys need to look out for, is our TikTok, our overtime TikTok. And you saw this video. Yeah. Right? And what then what happened? Well, I just saw it and I didn't think anything of it. One, of course, the guy like big old man beard i was like oh wow that's a good looking kid right so then last night i'm hanging out with some family members and my cousin says like hey did you see so and so on tiktok and like immediately i was like 
don't tell me I was over here thinking this person's cute and we're related. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so sure enough, it ended up being one of my cousins. You sicko. I mean, I'm a sicko, but my family is very attractive. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep, it, keep it in the family. <laughs> so it just, it was a surprise. Like I, I heard his message and what he said, and I just didn't think anything of it until my, my cousin told me, and, you know, we discussed it. His parents went through a divorce about 10 years ago, maybe a little bit longer. <clears throat> I don't know if he's still going through that in the moment or if that's what started his whole working out thing. But my cousin has always been into martial arts, but right. he's never been that buff. Right. So it just got us thinking like. So you, you didn't recognize your cousin? I didn't recognize it. No, he hmm. lives in, in, in Austin. And it had been a minute since you had talked to him. Oh, it'd been, it's been a good minute. Yeah. I talk to his sister every now and then. Um, so I didn't recognize him at all until my cousin brought it to my attention. So then we were discussing that, like the whole, the divorce and can it, is it still affecting him at his age? Well, how old is this guy now? Uh, my little cousin, he's about 25, 26, maybe. So this happened when he was about maybe in eighth 15, grade, 16, ninth grade. Yeah. yeah. Man, it's the, that's a tough time. That's a tough time, especially if the divorce was bad. Yeah. You know, it's a tough time. And so, yeah, so this this guy, Tommy Toos, he's asking random people questions. And he asked this guy what he, what he worked on. He tells him. And then he asks him, why do you work out? Mm -hmm. And he says, this is your cousin. Yes. And he says to fight depression. Mm -hmm. And because his parents went through a divorce. Went through a divorce. Yeah. Right. And it's like this happened 10 years ago right and he this guy it happened when he was around 15 and he's still going through the struggles yeah. of the you know parents divorcing mm -hmm. man parents going through divorce that's a mm -hmm. that's a very touchy subject and isn't it crazy how you can see somebody like my cousin and tall guy he's probably like six four six five oh, he's huge he's a huge boy like or man he's built like a fucking tank too yeah <laughs> and you would never think that like you see him and you don't know what's going on like behind closed doors you know mm -hmm. what i mean you just think this guy is just a tank and he just works out and probably gets all the chicks he wants beast and, and just beast mode mm -hmm. jocko willing just fucking going through life and then to hear that like it just kind of sets us back like oh shit like especially like when you find out that you were related to him yeah well i've always known i was related to him well no, yeah but, but yeah that, like, that was that, the guy that you that, were related yeah, to yeah, exactly. your cousin, man. and i i can't you know you and I both have our, our parents are still together after, mm -hmm. you know, a hundred years. Like, right. I don't know if I could deal with that at this age. And I'm already going to be 36. Yeah. Because you come from a very close family. Like I a do. A very close family. Yeah. yeah. Man, I'm telling you, divorce is one of those, is one of those topics that's very hard to talk about. Yeah. Especially because I'm divorced and I got two boys. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I told you, I mean, I think... What makes the difference in these situations is the way the adults handle it. Yeah. Right? If it's just like, fuck you, I hate you, and I'm going to use the kids as leverage, yeah. and it gets ugly, then, man, you're destroying your kids. And then especially when it's, like, down to, like, the the child, like, uh, child support times, like... 
and these parents are like by the second like no. you're late let me call the cops if it's very toxic between both parents then i think that's when the kids suffer the most yeah and then things are said mm-hmm. and that's, i don't think that's what gets thought about enough is that you know kids are present and the parents are just you know just chucking bullshit at each other accusations you know your mom's a hoe yeah um your dad's a piece a of shit your dad's a yeah. piece of shit and and they're doing this to try to gain sympathy with the kids right but they don't understand that they're destroying the kids yeah. man because at the end of the day you know like whatever happened in the relationship like those are still parts of you mm-hmm. like those are still parts of both of you yeah right and you and your your ex-wife i'd like to say because i've seen it like you two are very civil with one another oh we're very very we're very and amicable. you guys are, yeah. are very it's just all about the boys right like, there's yeah. never been I, oh i've never heard you discuss with me or anything that there's issues like about old stuff you know what i mean no no never and <clears throat> I, I you've never even heard me talk, Bash her, talk, yeah. talk negative about her yeah right because i mean it's just it's just not my place anymore yeah you know and she's a she's a wonderful person mm-hmm. and i'm a good person yeah right you and guys just weren't each other's people right and if you can understand that and if you can come to terms that at this point it's about the it's about the boys or in my case it was, it was about the boys mm-hmm. i got a six-year-old and a three-year-old yeah right then I think there's ways to be able, there's ways to handle it to where the kids don't have to feel like they're in the middle or that they're at fault or they don't have to feel that longing. They're, you know, I, you know, why haven't I seen my dad? Yeah. You know, why haven't I seen, there's just other, there's just other scene. Have you seen that? um, It might make me cry. Have you seen that scene from Fresh Prince? Oh yes. I'm going to play it just for those that haven't that haven't seen it see like stuff like that that's yeah. tough yeah i can watch it anytime it comes up like on social media i'll watch it and i'll still cry like or get teary-eyed you know what i mean yeah. daddy out what's up well <laughs> i'm glad you're here um some business came up i gotta handle so we're gonna have to put a our trip on hold. You understand? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, cool. that's cool. Just for a couple of weeks. Mm, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little longer. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Look, I'll, I'll call you next week and we'll iron out the details, okay? Yeah, yeah. It was great seeing you, son. You too, Lou. Mm. Oof. <clears throat> Yeah, um, I'm sorry, Will. You know what, actually, this works out better for me. You know, the slimmies of summer come to class wearing next to nothing, you know what I'm saying? Well, it's all right to be angry. Hey, why should I be mad? I'm saying, at least he said goodbye this time. I just wish I hadn't wasted my money buying this stupid present. I'm sorry, I didn't know if there was... Something that I hey, you know what? You ain't got to do no, nothing. I feel like, you know, ain't like I'm still five years old, you know? Ain't like I'm going to be sitting up every night asking my mom, when's daddy coming home, you know? Who needs him? 
Hey, he wasn't there to teach me how to shoot my first basket, but I learned, didn't I? Hey, I got pretty damn good at it too, didn't I? Got through my first day without him, right? I learned how to drive, I learned how to shave, I learned how to fight without him. I had 14 great birthdays without him. He never even sent me a damn card. Damn! I got chills. I need him then and I don't need him now. Nah, you know what I'm gonna feel? I'm gonna get through college without him. I'm gonna get a great job without him. I'm gonna marry me a beautiful honey, and I'm having a whole bunch of kids. I'm gonna be a better father than he ever was. And I sure as hell don't need him for that, because ain't a damn thing he could ever teach me about how to love my kids. How come he don't want me, man? <clears throat> Well, that's tough, man. That's tough. <sighs> you brought out the, the tears. <laughs> it sucks, man. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Yeah, and you know, like when, when, like, when all this stuff was happening with, like, with the separation and stuff, like, that's one thing. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I've seen it for myself and you are doing amazing. And I don't think my words will ever make you feel a hundred percent. That's a tough one. But that's a tough one, man. The boys around you, like, and even you around them, like the three of you are just glowing. If that makes sense. You know what yeah. I mean? But of course I'm, I'm sure they're still going to have their, their battles as they get older and ask the questions. But you know what? The good thing is that you two are still civil. And maybe at that time, you two can talk to them together. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think you'll ever have to do it alone. No. But no. That sucks. I, but. Yeah. You see, like, that stuff happens a lot. There's this, um, there's this meme that I see. And it's basically. It says, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to find the words. I'm trying to remember it, but it basically says being a dad is so effing cool. I don't understand how somebody could be a deadbeat dad. Yeah. You know? And it's like, man, you gotta understand that once you cross that threshold where you're a father, where you're a mother, like it stops being about you. Yeah. You know, it stops being about what you want. Your wants and needs. Yeah. And that's not to say, I mean, we, we do a podcast and I mean, we're, we're still trying to reach our goals and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I've always said that your kids and everybody around you deserves the best version of you. Yeah. Right. So it's good to always work on yourself. Mm -hmm. Always try to be better, better yourself, better yeah. your circumstances, better your situation, better, have better people around you, have good people around you, mm -hmm. people that care about your, your, your kids as much as you do have a solid village of people around you. you yeah. Um, but your kids deserve the best version of you. Mm -hmm. Right. I just don't understand how people can have kids, have and a bond care. with them and then just disappear. And there, these kids are growing up with a freaking hole right through their heart, and they're gonna fill that hole with a bunch of bullshit along the way because now mama has to take care of them, mm -hmm. or father has to take care of them, 
it's not it's not cheap yeah. raising kids you know you got a minimum wage job mm-hmm. you got to work two of those and you're taking yourself out of the situation right so yeah. now the streets are raising your kids mm-hmm. the schools are raising your kids and how fucked up are the schools these days yep right and so it's it's a tough situation when somebody just bows out and says you know what i know these are my kids but i got i got my own life to live yeah you know that's shitty and you know we've always talked about like oh these dads just walk out on their kids yeah do you think the hurt is more when the mom walks out on these kids i think it's i think it's the same i think it's the same i think it's the same i think they're i think i think the mother and the father are both play a huge and equal role in now what if you were like let's just example you were with somebody and you had two daughters yeah and their mom walked out do you think it'd be easier to raise those girls alone than it is like your boys now you know what i mean easier no mm-hmm. i think it'd be harder but because i think girls want mom you know what i mean like uh, let's just say for example me whenever i'm having whatever something bad's going on with me right i don't ever think like i'm gonna call my dad because i want to tell him first i want his like right away it's like i need my mom right and even to this day like my mom is 59 and she lost her mom i want to say she was probably like 20 21 at the time and she still cries like for her mom yeah and mom's 60, like, like you know what I mean? Right. She'll, she doesn't say anything about her dad, but it's always, like, the mom, the mom. So I'm saying, like, does it just depend on the child, if it's a boy or a girl? You know what? That's where, and this is just my opinion, especially, again, I can only talk about what I've seen and what I know, but I think in our culture, it's been a lot harder for for men to bond emotionally with their with their kids mm-hmm. with their with their sons right like i'm very very affectionate with my boys yeah right like i'm they they're gonna know that they're just so huggable like, right. they, they're, <laughs> like they're gonna know that i well, at least i want them to know that they can count on me yeah right that i'm gonna be there you know and that there's nothing that they have to hide from me, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't want them to feel like like they can't talk to me. Yeah, you know, like I'm I'm their dad, and yes, I do. Um, they will respect me yeah. as their father. At the same time, I don't want them walking around on eggshells. Yeah, afraid to open up about anything you know like i want to be the kind of dad that sits down with my son when he's 13 14 and i want to talk to him about dating the birds and the bees yeah i want to talk to him about about love yeah i want to talk to him about i want to be the one that teaches him mm-hmm. i want to give him the tools i want to teach him how to fix a car yeah i want to teach him how to go bow hunting i want to teach him how to play baseball yeah. You see, the one thing about my dad is that 
he provided all he did that for me he gave me the tools the competence mm -hmm. right like something happens in my house i don't have to go call the ac repair guy like what happened last time yeah. i'll fix that shit myself yeah right um but because i've seen it mm -hmm. i've seen my dad do it i've been there holding the wrench yeah. i've been there you know getting screamed at to hold a flashlight <laughs> I've been there, you know, yeah. and while you're like, while you're there, it sucks, right? Because you're getting your ass chewed out for, <laughs> for, for sure. And you have your dad who's all frustrated already because he's been working outside and now he's got to fix a pipe, a pipe leak. And yeah. so he's taking it out on you, you know, it mm -hmm. sucks. At the same time, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change, I wouldn't go back and change that for the world. Yeah. Because of all the lessons that it taught me, mm -hmm. right? Cut my own grass, you know, fix my own plumbing, fix my house, my car messes up. I, I can take care of that unless I just don't want to and I yeah. don't have the time out, whatever. I got a decent enough job to where I can outsource some shit, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but it was kind of hard to for, for me to like emotionally connect with my dad. Yeah. You know? Um, that's not because he didn't try or whatever. It's more because I don't think he had that relationship with his dad. Mm. So who taught him? Yeah. Who was going to teach him? Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's no, there's no manual for this shit. Like there's no manual for how to parent the right way. Yeah. You know, we, kids don't come with instructions. We've, we've heard, we've heard that, right? Were your parents very affectionate in front of you and your sisters? With each other? Yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean. So like your dad didn't have to teach you like the love, how to love somebody, like the respect, things like that. No. Yeah. Cause I was going to say like, I don't think you ever have to sit down and talk to your boys about that. Maybe all the other stuff, like the fixing of things, the baseball, because they look up to you. Yeah. So if they see you treating, you know, whoever you may spend the rest of your life with, with respect, with love, mm -hmm. these boys are growing up seeing that, knowing that, that they're going to want to be like you. Right. So it's all going to come just natural to them. Like, I think you should just, yeah, of course you want to talk to them about it, but I just I don't think you'd ever have to because you're a lovable person yeah. all around. You know what I mean? And and yeah, that's that's always the best way to teach is by, is by example. Yeah. Right. But see, but going back to like our culture, like I've heard. I mean, you, I mean, I'm pretty sure you've heard this, right? When babies are babies, mm -hmm. if they cry, you can't pick them up too much. Yeah. Because you're going to turn them into. They're, they're just going to cry outside of your yeah, arms. They're yeah, gonna be, they're, There's a word they're for just going to be baby criers. Um, but, and I used to think that, you know, I used to believe that. And if I could go back, that's one thing I would change about with my first son. Um, is that I was so like taught that you can't be so affectionate with your kids because you're you know you have boys you're gonna turn them into yeah yeah um but i call bullshit on that man mm -hmm. you know i call bullshit on that like my boys i'm only gonna have them to where i can carry them and hug them and play with them and throw them around what my oldest son what six seven more years yeah dude that's six like that's six more summers seven more summers that i have to to just really enjoy their innocence yeah. and their childhood, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm going to waste that because of some 
stupid bullshit Mexican culture. No, yeah. like there's a there's and it's it says it's it's biblical. Not my one who believes in it, but it is biblical and there is wisdom in it. There's a time for everything. Yeah, you know, right now they're young. They need care. They need attention. They need they need their dad. Yeah. You know, they need their mom. Right. Mm-hmm. Once the time comes for a firmer hand or for yeah. other things, that time will come and mm-hmm. will transition. Will shift. You know, as long as you just teach them right from wrong yeah you know and respect everybody and anybody you know it it sucks because we see a lot of everything all day every day at work you know what i mean and we walk into different businesses and stuff like that and i hate to see little kids throwing tantrums or disrespecting their parents like man if i ever tried to talk back to my mom or dad like i would just get that look and i'm like yep when I get home, I'm going to get a beating. You know what I mean? Right. So I think as long as you teach your boys right from wrong and respect, they're going to be good. Mm-hmm. They're not going to end up being like Elon Musk, what he just went through right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Stupid guy. But keep on doing what you're doing, babe. Like, you're doing yeah. a great job. Well, and, I appreciate that. You know, the mental health stuff, I don't think it gets talked about a lot. I think everybody's scared to bring it up. And then especially like with us. Our parents are, were always like, ah, just get over it. or You right. know what I mean? I think it needs to be brought to light. And it just sucks that right now, like, in the United States, a lot of these people need help for mental, like, issues. Right. And there's never enough beds for anybody. Yeah. There's never enough rooms for anybody. And that's why you have people doing the crazy things they do. Like that that article I just showed you right now about that man in Houston. The, the murder-suicide. Oh, yeah, man. Going through a divorce, and he ends up killing his wife, his mother-in-law, his four-year-old daughter, and then himself. Like, maybe if there was enough help for everybody, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's... Yeah, I, I, I can't even begin to understand what, what was going on there. But, uh... Speaking, speaking of mental health, you know, there was, I had a, there was a blog that I used to have. I don't even know if it's up anymore, but I, I wrote something so stupid when I didn't know anything, right? Mm-hmm. I was in college, maybe 1920, and I wrote about things like, you know, depression and anxiety, right? And I called it a weakness, mm-hmm. right? That, you know, depression and all that stuff is just weakness, right? That, and it's like now, knowing now what I know about it, right? That also came from our culture, yeah. right? And the way older parents mm-hmm. kind of resolve those issues, right? Yeah. Uh, or, you know, no, there's devil or whatever, yeah. right? And, or he's too soft. Or he's or, too soft yeah. or whatever. And... Imagine if we had gotten our finger on the pulse on this kind of thing earlier, 30, 40 years ago, right? Um, I think, I think we'd, we'd be, we'd be better people, you know? Um, But it's just, man, progress and changing people's minds on things. It just moves so slow, moves so slow, but people are so stuck on their ways, right? And they're scared to talk about it. And they're scared to talk about it. Because they don't want to be judged. They don't want to be looked at differently. They right. don't want to be given, you know, um, 
you had mentioned it the last podcast about like your stutter like they want to treat you differently right and you yeah. said like no like i'm good mm-hmm. like people don't want to be looked at like okay now we have to be we have to talk to you differently we have right. to treat you differently that's why people don't talk about it mm-hmm. people are scared and it's it sucks like yeah and even even that with my with my stutter it took it took years for me to grow confident in my ability to communicate you know it took years i mean there was a time right when i was going into college it was around that time when Mm -hmm. that when also happened when i was depressed about it because i i felt it like a handicap Mm -hmm. but funny thing is before they told before i even i always knew i stuttered right (laughs) but i didn't think it was a big deal but until that teacher told me hey that's a handicap and you can get help for it. Yeah. Handicap. What mm-hmm. are you talking about a handicap? I never saw it as a handicap. You mean pe- people are going to look at me different? Like it's a handicap. Yeah. It never, you know, stopped me from making friends, having a girlfriend or any of that stuff. But now it, it snowballed in my yeah. head, right? It was, it started that, that was a little seed, right? Then it ended up into a full-blown depression because i thought it was a handicap right i let it get to me yeah and and then but that took years and years to to beat it like there's videos of when i was like six or seven years old my my parents like with the homemade videos yeah <laughs> where man like i really stuttered really yeah bad bad but you know what i was still there in front of the camera <laughs> stuttering my ass off and so you started your podcast when you were six. <laughs> not giving a shit. You know what I mean? And, and I didn't give a shit, yeah. you know? But again, it's like it was framed to me differently. Mm-hmm. And that framing in my mind completely completely changed yeah. the way I, I viewed myself. You know? And if you don't mind me asking, how did you get out of that depression that you were in? Like when you felt some type of way because of how they wanted to treat you. You know what I mean? Or when they told you it was a handicap and stuff like that. Like how mm. did you get out of it? Well, you know what? I remember telling my mom about it. Mm-hmm. I remember telling my mom about it and telling her, like, man, like I need I need real help for this. Right. And I was looking for for places that could help me talk yeah. and speak better. Right. But I didn't need to. I didn't need to. The fact that I had framed it, I had reframed it in my mind as a handicap, it was a huge blow to my confidence and to my self-esteem, mm-hmm. right? I think it took years to be able to reframe it, mm. you know, and to be able to fix fix that framing in my mind, Yeah. right? And, I mean, I don't view it like that anymore. I don't even think it's a problem, you know? Or when you have, like, days that you're just, like, so down, like, do you go work out? You play the guitar? Yes. Yes. Because um, I think a lot of people don't talk about it because they don't know how to deal with it. Right. So maybe if we have somebody listening to us that's going through this, like, you know, they can get some ideas to help themselves. Like, yeah. You know? Well, that's a, that's an interesting question because who was I telling? I think I was telling my sister that, like, I'm able to like pick up on patterns for myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I'm, I'm, it's it's funny with me because I'm introverted and extroverted right i i go i jump i carry them back and forth in between introverted and extroverted right but when i feel more introverted it's when i'm more creative Mm. it's it's when i want to be not out at a bar or not out 
in public that much. Mm-hmm. And that's when I'll write a song or that's when I'll work on new ideas for the podcast. I'm more mm-hmm. creative. Yeah. And then I'll shift to, to, to extrovert it for some, I mean, it just depends on, I'll do a week here, a week there. Like it's, yeah. it's, and then that's when I'll put the ideas that I had when I was in introvert mode, mm-hmm. I'll put them into action. Mm. Right. But there's is times where I'll pick up on just a complete lack of motivation. And then I feel it. And now I can nip it in the bud. Yeah. So I see it coming. And instead of just going through the motions, like a, like a slump, mm-hmm. instead of going through the motions, I'll get like, I'll start getting into a workout routine. I'll get up in the morning and I'll go run three miles with mm-hmm. her, whether I'm feeling it or not. Yeah. Because I'm just trying to fight yeah. that, that situation. Right. And then I'll mainly working out and music mm-hmm. is, is how I fight that. Right. And it, for me, it works. Yeah. Right. For me, it works, but nobody knows you like you do. Yeah. Like, you know, your own patterns. Mm-hmm. Right. And people, and if people are smart, they can, they can pick up on those things. Keep a journal, keep a yeah. diary, you know, document, you know, just things that you go through in your daily basis and then just examine yourself. Like um, a lot of people don't don't like to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Though. You know, they're scared to do something out of the norm too. Right. Or they're just not taught, you know, people, I mean, how many people can say that, that they, that they're, that they even know themselves mm-hmm. to that point to be able to, to say, okay, I feel, I feel this going on. But other than just accept it as just me and who I am, yeah, you, you do something about it, mm-hmm. right? Like you, it has to be, you have to be proactive yeah. on, on things like that, mm-hmm. right? And going back to, to that TikTok video and your cousin, like that's what he's doing. Yeah. Like that's exactly his system mm-hmm. that, he's, that he's figured out. That's how he fights depression. Mm-hmm. And that's how he fights, you know, the the negativity. Yeah. Because I'm sure there was a lot of negativity. No, I'm sure. And, you know, I, I haven't seen them in a long time. Like I said, they live in Austin. Um, I don't think it was like an easy, good divorce. So that's probably what created like mm. a lot of that, you know, depression for him. And he has a sister and she's not very vocal about it, but. She's always on vacation. So maybe that's her way of coping with things, like just getting away. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Everybody has something different. And, you know, he chose that. And I was reading the comments on that video. And like all the women were like, who's that diesel mechanic? And like, <laughs> that first guy, like, wow. And I'm like, I hope he sees this because maybe he just needs that like little boost of yeah. whatever to help him get out of like a bad day or whatever. A rut. He's a good looking guy. Um, but yeah, he, he started off working out and look at him now. Like, yeah. oh, he's a big old dude, he's built like a tank, you know. <laughs> but, see, but, and it's at the, at the end of the day, like that, this is life, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, you're dealt what you're dealt with, yeah, you know, and you do have to take some responsibility for it, you know. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people that just say, This is what it was dealt, and this is just who I am, mm-hmm. and tough, yeah and right um but again man like yeah that depression shit man that anxiety shit i've I've never been one to actually have to deal with that mm-hmm. right but i've seen people close to me who i love deal with it mm-hmm. and 
it's experience, man. Experience being close to somebody who goes through that will change your mind real quick. Yeah, it's like I don't know. You probably don't know about this, but Dick Cheney, he was before he became vice president, he was running for I think running for Congress, right? And he ran. He's a Republican, right? Mm -hmm. Uh. He was trying to brand himself as like a pro god, you know, just yeah, average standard Republican, right? And then he found out, and he and he in his platform was literally like against homosexuality, yeah, and marriage, one man, one woman, like strict, right, doctrinaire. But then he found out his daughter was gay, yeah, and that completely changed his fucking perspective on it, mm-hmm. right? Because it's easy, it's easy to be about something when you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about you know when you have no idea when it doesn't affect anybody that that you that you love or around you or around you Mm -hmm. but as soon as it does man it'll change your perspective real quick Mm -hmm. real quick there was a i had on her name was kelsey walker for for the rc3 podcast and she was talking about abortion right Mm -hmm. she had an abortion i think what you're saying at eight months eight months right but she her baby she wanted to have the baby Mm -hmm. like this was her baby yeah but the baby had one of those one of the diseases it's got like brittle bone disease right and she was constantly having to to go get seen because something was breaking or because it was just it was just a nightmare scenario for her right yeah and her and her husband, her parents were real, also really doctrinaire Christians, right? Mm-hmm. Against abortion, whatever, until they saw that situation yeah. play out firsthand and how it tore her apart. If she would have had that baby, the torture that that baby would have gone on the way out yeah, and the possibility that one of the one of the bones or whatever could have pierced could have pierced her lungs or one of her vital organs so she her the doctors determined that like her own health was at was at was at high risk and so she opted to have an abortion that's a late-term abortion Mm -hmm. that's what somebody would consider like like a a full-term human life right under those circumstances she recounts the story of her mom telling her like here you're telling me that we that I have an option or that we have to make a decision of whether to go into labor knowing the situation and knowing that my daughter's life is at high risk mm-hmm. and she told her daughter you know if you have to have an abortion like you 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 need to get it yeah right when you're not when you've never been in that situation it's easy to be one of these, like, you know, abortion is murder and, you know, and, and in many cases the practice is wrong. And I mean, I don't want to talk about abortion. That's not why I brought this up. My point is about experience, personal experience, right? Once you're there, it'll completely change your, your perspective, Mm -hmm. your perspective on shit. You know what I mean? And I think, I mean, not to get all, you know, Pollyanna, but I think a lot of the issues of the division that we have in our society is because just a lack of empathy, yeah. a lack of, let me walk a day in your shoes, mm-hmm. a lack of, of communication, talking uh, like, right. Or just a lack of, let me even just try to understand what yeah. your argument is or what you're even talking about. 
you know but yeah i mean if you're if your cousin ever sees this man you're and doing a good job bud mm -hmm. you're doing he a good is. job man keep doing what you're doing and it's not easy it's not it's, it's not, not easy man but, but you're on the right track mm -hmm. and keep your chin up and you know learn from the from the mistakes of your parents yeah i think that's it's kind of tough to say but you see, and, and you're talking you've you're talking about experience and you know you're not there until you see somebody that you love or around you you know, I'm pretty sure that you growing up and you, you know, getting married, that was never your first, like, that wasn't your first thought was like, okay, I'm going to get a divorce. I'm pretty sure divorce was never in your vocabulary right. like, when you got married, right? No. Now going through it, is it, I don't want to say it's easy. Is it wise to just stick it out with your partner when you know it's not working? Or are you going to tell people now because you've gone through it like, hey, it can be done. It's okay if it's done because you two can probably be better than you were together. Like, you know what I mean? Like now, now you're going through it. So like, how would you word it? Like not to encourage divorce and not to encourage like stay with them because you have to like. Right. Talk to me. Like, tell me. It's very, very difficult advice for me to give. And I would never do it only because every situation is different. Mm -hmm. Every situation is different. One thing that I will say is if there's just a grotesque amount of like toxicity and fighting and abuse, then if you stick it out, you're doing just as much damage to your kids. Yeah. Because again, the idea that there's value in just getting abused that there's value just for the sake of staying together. Mm -hmm. Like, just think about what your kids are learning. Mm -hmm. Think about what they're seeing. Think about the damage that's being done to their to their psyche mm -hmm. and to their mental health, to what they're watching. Yeah. Right. So every situation is different. Right. Again, only you know your spouse. Yeah. You know if it's gonna get ugly, or how much hatred there is. Mm -hmm. If they're gonna try to, you know, use the kids as as, as, leverage, as yeah. leverage and as as chips and so it's tough man it's tough every what would you say if you know somebody came up to you and they told you like you know what there's just no more love between me and my partner me and my spouse like there's nothing there like we're just two people in the same house raising a child is it like do you tell them like well if you can stick it out stick it out or you know what I mean? Like, there's different scenarios to why people get divorced, right? right? Or or choose to leave. Are, are you talking about a situation where there's no abuse? There's there's no abuse. There's just like, there's just no love. Hmm. That's a harder one because <laughs> I think they're all hard, right? Babe? Yeah, right. But that's that's a harder one because you first want to say, yeah, you gotta exhaust the whole love situation. Like, mm -hmm. you gotta try to to figure it out mm -hmm. right you, you got to try to to see if see if you can find love yeah. see if maybe there's issues with communication the counseling mm -hmm. like you know see if you can figure it out you know if after you've done you've exhausted that stuff and if you can't make it work then you can't make it work yeah. you know at the end of the day as well is if you got your head on straight mm -hmm. 
and you understand that the most important thing are your kids, you also got to understand that you only live once also. Yeah. You only get one shot at this mm-hmm. thing we call life. Yeah. Right? In the blink of an eye, dude, you're going to be 60 years old, 65, hopefully not dead yeah. of some fucking disease that you had no control over. The right? monkey pox. Have you heard that? Yes. <laughs> man. Um, and I don't know, man. Like, you see, that's that's. I just like picking your brain, babe. No, I know, but that, but that's what that's what gets interesting is because there is a delicate dance, right? A delicate balance between you living your purpose. Mm-hmm. You have a purpose. Mm-hmm. I have a purpose. Yeah, my boys have a purpose, right? I have a purpose. Other than being a father, mm-hmm. right? But that's the dance, right? Is that you want to be the best damn dad that you can be. And you want to be the best father that you can be. You also don't want to neglect your own purpose, yeah. right? And for everybody, I mean, the purpose is different for everybody. You know, I've heard people say, you know what? My purpose is to be a mother. Mm-hmm. My purpose is to be this. And hey, that's your purpose, man. Yeah. You know, Um I don't think they are mutually exclusive. I think you can do both, mm-hmm. you know? And if you're in a shitty relationship and both of you know it, it's not working out, you've tried to make it work out, then you got to really examine that and you got to take that into account. And you got to see, you got to be able to project in the future and see, could we do this and keep our boys or our kids, right? <laughs> and keep and keep our kids intact. Yeah. And keep them without lack, right? I mean, because a lot of people stay together for the kids, right? You know, and I'm not in that situation. I would like to say, like, I wouldn't do that. Like, I would have to talk to my children and tell them like what's going on, and right. I'm not happy, but. I would think that if I did say and I was very unhappy, my children would see that. And how's that? How, how would that make me look? Right. And it's just it's hard, man. Thank God I, I'm not married. <laughs> and the, I mean, yeah. <laughs> everybody around you, your kids included, are better off when you're at your best. Yeah. That's just a fact. Mm-hmm. When mom's at her best, when dad's at his best, when they're happy. Because all of that gets passed on to them. It projects onto them. They can see it, mm-hmm. right? They can feel it, especially at such a young age, man. Yeah. They're sponges. They, they pick up on everything. They pick up on everything. They're vacuums. They're sponges, yeah. Yeah, but there, there's been days when I get home from work and I'm in a rut, whatever, and I, I don't feel good, you know? And my son, he picks up on that, and he just hugs me kisses me in the head you know just kisses me in the arm right mm-hmm. such a sweet 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 little boy yes. and and he takes care of me yeah. you know it's because they pick up on stuff you know they they know when 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 dad's not having a good day yeah. when mom's not having a good day you know they they they're not dumb Mm-mm. you know um kids are not no it's- yeah it's 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 a, it's a very very case by case situation man like there's no like one size fits all solution to these things you know a lot of these things get ugly man they get ugly but they also get ugly because people stick it out 
past its expiration date. Yep. You know, that's why they get ugly mm-hmm. because. And I mean, it's always get it, it always gets used as, as an excuse. You know, we're going to do it for the kids. Right. And the love expires, the situation expires and you wear yourselves out and, yeah. you know, and, and then it turns ugly and when it wasn't ugly and then before, it gets uglier, yeah. Yeah. and it gets uglier and uglier and your kids have to, your kids have to see that shit. Mm-hmm. They got to put up with that shit and they got to deal with it and they're going to have to deal with it 30, 40, 50 years down the line. You know, yeah. they, they never, it's, it's tough. We're supposed to talk about gas prices too. <laughs> that's tough. Oh uh, man. <laughs> Speaking of shit, that's tough. Um, fucking gas prices, man. I, I get into fights on social media about why gas is so high, and you know, you know, one thing that always pisses me off, and we only got a few minutes left. Um, but just to okay, well, maybe I got a few more times, a few more minutes. <laughs> um, like. Again, like in the, in the, again, we are like so divided as a country that if you pinpoint to somebody, if you tell somebody, "Look, dude, I don't think Biden's, Biden is the reason why gas prices are so high." Oh, you fucking liberal Democrat communist, <laughs> right? And it's like, no, dog, no, it's not that simple, man. Mm-hmm. Like these issues are, are are complicated, you know. Um, well, then how do you explain the fact that when Trump was out of office and as soon as Biden came in, gas prices shot up. Bam. There yeah. it is. You got to be stupid not to see that. And it's like, well, hold on, man. Like there's other factors that happen. You're, yeah. just, a, well, you're just a Biden. I didn't vote for Biden. Mm-hmm. I didn't vote for Trump. You voted for Kanye West. I voted for Kanye. <laughs> I, I, I figured, I, you know what I thought to myself? I go, this country needs a different direction. <laughs> And this guy has that dragon, that dragon energy. <laughs> We're all going to be wearing chains and black glasses and wrapping. And some Yeezys. Oh. Hell no. Have you seen those Yeezy slippers? The slippers? Yeah. Or the, the ones that look like Crocs? Well, they, no. Well, they're slippers. They look like fucking retirement home slippers. Yeah, they, are some, they are some nasty looking shoes, man. Like Sometimes I think Kanye. Well, we have different. I like them. Um... What? Like the slides, like they're like chunkless. Yeah. Yeah. You would pay you would pay 240 bucks for those? Mm, I've paid 240 bucks for something else like You are insane. For those you could pick, you could pick those up at Walmart for 10 bucks. Yeah, but they're not easies. What does it matter? I don't know. Call me a label whore oh or whatever, but I, I I like them. Would I buy them? Eh. 50, I'll tell you 50. what, if you ever pull up in here wearing some Yeezys, <laughs> kicking your ass right up. Hey, I do have Yeezys. Do you really? Oh, yeah, because babe found them. For... <laughs> I don't know if they're real, and I don't even care to say it. Like, I, I don't give a shit. They found me some Yeezys for 15 bucks at a thrift store. No way. And they look legit, like everything to like the sole, the bottom, like everything looks legit. So I got a 15 pair Yeezys, like. Well, you can just say they're legit. You can just say they're legit. Uh, we, we were going to talk about gas prices, but you know what? Maybe we'll leave that for for a Monday show. Sounds good, babe. For the Monday show, because it doesn't look like these prices are going down anytime soon. I don't think so. It doesn't look like these social media fights are going to stop anytime soon either. Mm-mm. You know? I, I had originally wanted you to just, like, play the role of, like, just play devil's advocate. Yeah. You know, ask me why I think the way I do. Mm-hmm. 
um, about gas prices, mm-hmm. right? Just so, like, what what I was gonna say was that, like, when you misdiagnose problems, you give them the wrong solutions, right? So yeah. when I correct people on on certain things that aren't true, it's not because I support Biden. It's because I don't want people to go off and vote for idiots that are going to make the problem worse. Yeah. Or that are going to to uh, to just do stupid shit, right? Like, you got to know... You got to separate yourself from the politics, number one. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of bitter Trump supporters out there. And you see these people online talking about, like, I could really go for a mean tweet and a dollar gas right now. And it's like, dude, how do you say that you're bitter without saying you're bitter? Yeah. You know? And I can't believe people are still bitter about it it's been what two years yeah and it's like so they have motives as to why they're so like hyper as to why they're hyper complaining Mm -hmm. like every fucking day man like how's that you know just yeah every fucking day man the gallon the price of gas is five bucks uh would you biden supporters you, you know there's another one that says like um, there should be there should be two prices. One's one for the ones that voted for Trump and ones that voted for Biden. It's like, oh dude, shut the fuck up. Because yeah. you you're you're a moron. Like mm-hmm. you you're you're a hack. Like you're a political hack. You're mad because your guy lost. Yeah. And again, that's not a defense of Biden. I th- I think Biden's a shitty ass president. Yeah. Like I really do. But I also think that the dude got given a bad hand, right? I also think that. If Trump was president right now, gas would be five bucks a fucking gallon. Yeah. Right? Because there's not a lot of things presidents can do about gas prices. Mm-hmm. They can one, go to war, two, uh, release the re- the reserve petroleum, or they could and three, the one that has the least effect, regulations. Yeah. Right? People want to concentrate on the third one, on the regulations. Yeah. But it's just that when, you know, like, okay, again, for example, when. So when, we're talking about gas today, then. Well, I mean, I, I didn't, <laughs> I wasn't intending to, but just real quick. You've heard about like the canceling of the XL pipeline, right? Or the yes. Keystone pipeline. Mm-hmm. Again, like that's another thing that gets pulled up. Like if the Keystone pipeline was still was, was, yeah. hadn't been shut off, gas would be 125 or 150. No, dog, the Keystone pipeline wasn't even running. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even constructed. Like it was bringing zero gallons to market. Yeah. You know, like that's not why gas is so high. Mm-hmm. Another one they bring up is what about land leases? You know, Biden's canceling all these land leases. Right now we got more, just giving out more land leases than ever before. Yeah. Right. So it's like Biden talks out of both sides of his mouth. Like he wants to sound like he's like progressive. Mm-hmm. But then over here, he's doing the exact same shit Trump did. Yeah. You know, and they the Trump supporters use what he says as a point against him. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's not to say that if gas prices don't get under control, you can kiss Biden's ass goodbye because people vote with their wallet. Yeah. And they don't give a fuck about the reasons mm-hmm. why gas is gas is high. Mm-hmm. They just want somebody to fix it. Yeah. Even though there's not much a president can do to fix it. No. You know, but. Every time a new president comes into office, they have to fix the stuff that was still wrong from the 
the the person before. Like we're still fixing a lot of shit from back in the day too. Right. You know what I mean? So honestly, I that's why I don't care about politics. Like every new term, it's just like let's bash this one yeah. until they do one good thing, and then they're gonna go to shit again. I bet you anything if Biden were to change this world around and there was world peace at like the last year of his term, right. everybody would love him. Gas prices were down, the price of food was down, everybody there was no homeless people. Mm-hmm. Like if Biden just made this world a hundred billion times better, it doesn't matter. Like you know what I mean? Right. See, but that's the problem is that people believe that the president of the United States has that kind of power to make the world better. Mm-hmm. Like this is one guy that's i'm talking about just the 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 president in general yeah this is one guy that's hamstrung by congress who's severely divided Mm -hmm. who's hamstrung by the supreme court i mean there's there's not a lot that a president can do yeah one of the my my biggest he's he's a friend of mine but he's also an opponent uh on this issue his name's george rice and he always tells me man if you don't think that the way Biden talks about about gas prices or about about CEOs and about so like it's it's the equivalent of like the Trump mean tweet except it's with Biden. Yeah. Biden's too mean to big oil, so big oil isn't going to invest. They're scared yeah. of Biden, right? And my first thought about that is like, well, how do you quantify that? Like, you're you know this supposition out there that that's what's going on. And like not to get too into the weeds here, but there was there was a survey done by the Dallas Federal Reserve where they surveyed a whole bunch of, of big oil and gas CEOs and they asked them, okay, dude, like what's the reason why you guys aren't producing more? Yeah. And you want to know what their what their main reason was? Hmm. It was they're trying to recoup their losses from 2020. So like the reason why gas was so low in Nobody 2020. Was going was because everything was shut the fuck down. Yeah. Like people forget about that shit. Mm-hmm. Right. And when people say, like, man, I wish we could go back to like 150 a gallon gas. Well, what is that like the pro-pandemic argument? Or what, like, <laughs> would you like another pandemic, sir? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like the everything shut down, like there's no demand for the supply, right? Yeah. And the thing with these executives and these investors, right, is about 10 years prior to 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 the pandemic. They had invested big in things like fracking, in things like you know just oil rigs. They had invested yeah. big in 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 getting more production, mm-hmm. right? The pandemic came about, and they just lost. Yeah, they lost because nobody was buying gas. Mm-hmm. I'm not just saying nobody was buying gas, but the the demand for gas just went down, yeah. and there was a big supply, right? So when that happens, gas goes down. The mm-hmm. price of gas goes down. Okay, so then. 2020 comes around, right? Biden gets elected. Yeah. Okay. He gets inaugurated in January. Well, what also happened in January? The like off, off the top of your head, if you can remember, just socially, in the world, well, vaccines, the, the vaccine oh, rollout. Oh, okay. I was like the storming of the Capitol. <laughs> uh, no, well, that too. But like the the vaccine rollout. The vac- yeah. Right. So. The vaccines were out. And what were we told about the vaccines? Once you get the vaccine, you can start going out to restaurants. And then restaurants started easing their restrictions. People started, things started opening up. People started going out again. Mm -hmm. Give that a couple of months. People are, you know, summer was coming around the corner. People started, you know, vacationing again. What does that do to the the demand? See, the thing is about, you know, human psychology is when you're pent up, Mm 
for an entire year and you're told that you can't go nowhere, well, you're saving a lot of money for one. Yeah. Right. But as soon as they tell you, hey, guys, you can come out now. Everybody's going to fucking come out. Yeah. So now you have this fixed supply of oil. Right. And everybody's coming out. So now the the uh, the dynamics shifted. Yeah. From before. So what happens? The price of oil rises mm-hmm. and it goes up and it goes up because our economy is getting back on track and we're we're trying to we're trying to go back to, to normalcy right yeah and you add on top of that shit a fucking war in ukraine russia you know has a bunch of oil also in the market sanctions like it's complicated shit man it's complicated it's shit not one person it's not one person and then you think oil's the price of gasoline is only going up in america dude the price of gasoline is going up everywhere worldwide is fucking brandon in charge of that shit too <laughs> no it's like dude you got to be able to see the big picture it's called inflation everything is going up right and not just here in america yeah. everywhere everywhere it's like a perfect storm of just bad shit supply yeah. chain issues uh it's just it's just a whole bunch of different shit mm-hmm. um and so Real yeah quick, I, I know you have to go how long do you think it'll take the economy to like recover from all of this? Man, I don't know. It's like the pandemic, the inflation, like everything. I don't know. But hopefully Trump gets reelected in 2024 and waves his wand and <laughs> and t- tweets everything back into You into... really want him back? No, I don't. Oh. No, I don't. I I don't want Biden back either. Yeah. I don't want Trump back. I, I... You want Beto? Fuck no. <laughs> Abbott. Nah, man, all those guys are nuts. Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. Um, no, all those guys are nuts. But... I don't even think. Again, I'm not into politics, so I wouldn't even tell you like who I'd want in or what. But you know what? I will say that Kamala Harris was like a bad bitch when she was like starting out, Oof. and I haven't heard like a single thing from her since. Uh, Kamala Harris is a horrible politician. Um. Yesterday there was a vote by by the Democrats to try to stop the the price price gouging mm-hmm. from big oil and gas stations, right? To try to keep them from overcharging people. Yeah, it passed. The Democrats voted unanimously for that. You know who voted unanimously against it? Republicans. And it's like, so you're for the people. You want us to vote you for you? For what? Like, yeah. what What are your solutions? More tax cuts for the rich? More tax breaks for, for, for big oil companies? Like, what's... Mm-hmm. Like, we, like, Democrats, yes, they suck. <laughs> but, dude, you guys fucking suck. Yeah. You know what? Like, you guys suck. And you got a bunch of lunatics in your midst. In your midst. And it's like, man... Like I, I understand why people are pissed off at Democrats. I'm, I'm not a Democrat, nor am I a defender of Democrats. But I mean, but there is some the Republicans right now are a house of horrors, man. You can call me dumb for asking this. I don't care. Why are there parties? Like, why can't it just be one fucking thing where everybody is just for the same damn thing? You know uh, what I mean? Right, because you can't even get two people to agree in the same household. Oh yeah. About about some, <laughs> let alone about the country's business, you know. And then we we started off, we, we you know federalist, anti-federalist. We started off with with a with a two-party system, you know, and it's, it's tracked that way. Because that's, I think that's what hurts 
you know, the United States is the two different parties because one agree, one disagree, yeah. and shit doesn't get done. It's just, I just want to live in a world where life isn't expensive. <laughs> Man, well, that's not going to be a world that we're going to be living in anytime soon. Uh, there's just a there's just a whole bunch of shit, man. Like, you know, what what I what I really wish is that people could could get away from like the politics of it all, right? And just see the issues as know. they are, yeah. right? This whole like, you know, this situation, you know, like the two party system, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're so taught that there's only two positions, right? Pro choice, pro life. Back the badge. Yeah. You you're anti cop. It's not that simple. These issues require thinking and they require fixing study <laughs> and they require getting down to, to the root of the issue. Yeah. You know? Like if there's certain like big oil CEOs, which by the way, these motherfuckers are making record profits right now. They're oh, making yeah. record profits. Now you tell me at what point, like when gas reaches, what point do people start fucking revolting? Because life just gets too hard. Now you tell me, is it not a national security issue to have such a volatile situation while these motherfuckers are making record profits, mm-hmm. if I would blame Biden for anything, it's not bringing all those motherfuckers in and saying, look, guys, here's what's going to happen, right? And then just lay it out. Yeah. If you don't do this, we're going to nationalize you motherfuckers. Your gas is not my gas. Mm-hmm. And we're going to just produce, produce, produce until we fix the imbalance. Yeah. And we're going to get gas prices low. But you know how unpopular that would be among the right, especially when well, that's fucking communism. Mm-hmm. That's socialism. You can't have that. Yeah. Right. But we've done that before. We did that in 2007 when the first financial collapse happened. Do you remember that? I'm, I'm pretty sure you remember that when the housing crisis happened. Yes. Yes. Okay. So the entire economy went to shit. Well, the government bought out GM. Yeah. And the government bought out I don't, uh, Chrysler. They they brought out several. They bought out several of the motor companies, right? Again, socialism, communism. But what happened was they did that. Number one, to keep them from firing other fucking employees, yeah, right, and to help them be able to get through the bankruptcy and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And then once the companies were solvent and once they were able, they were healthy again. Mm-hmm. They sold it right back to them. Yeah. So, in a situation where. We that that we're in today, right? Where gas is climbing, and they're even anticipating it's going to reach ten bucks in some places. Yeah, dude, ten it's six in California dude, already. Ten dollars for gas is a lot of fucking money. And they have to move in with you and ride your little ten speed to work. Well, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> Tough times call for desperate measures. What is it? Desperate times call for desperate measures. I'm desperate. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Like there has to be a point because. You know what? We have good jobs. Mm-hmm. I think we get paid pretty good. Imagine the people that are getting paid a lot less than us. Minimum wage. Minimum wage. It's what's minimum wage now? Seven twenty-five. It still it hasn't it, gone up. It, it hasn't. It hasn't gone up. And you're paying more for a gallon of gas. Like, can you imagine that? 
like how is that well that's it's scary like right like i mean how do you how do you make that work you know i mean we don't live in the same economy that our parents grew up in because back then the economy was set up as such to where one parent could work one could stay at home Mm -hmm. and you could make enough off of one job to support a family Mm -hmm. you can't do that shit today no we can't unless you're like a ceo for for some right you know what i mean right but it requires some kind of like extreme fucking circumstance like where you're rich yeah right well not necessarily even rich but where you're well off but for most people who are making minimum wage Mm -hmm. who are making 30 40 thousand a year you know you you can't raise a family on 30 40 thousand anymore and it's not even get help from the government you know what i mean yeah like that's oh man it's a it's a shit show, man. It's a shit show because again, dude, we got a president who's just so impotent. He's just we have a limp president. Yeah. He needs some Viagra. He needs some political <laughs> Viagra is what that guy needs. He needs some he needs some balls. He's old. Man. Like and yeah. he doesn't he's not a good speaker. I think he wants to please everybody and he's just not pleasing anybody at all. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? And it just it just looks like he's not up for the job, you know? And then when when, he looked more at life with Obama, but he looked what? Like more at life, like yeah, he had he more looked, life in him. Yeah, but that was also what, eight years ago. That was also eight years ago. Eight years is a long time when you're when you're that old. He's yeah. eighty now. It's seventy, you know. Um, and he used to be sharp too, man. Like if, mm-hmm. if you if you if you were to see some of his old debates, like the debate he had with Paul Ryan when mm-hmm. they were when they were both vying for being vice president, man, he ran circles around him. Yeah. And Paul Ryan was a smart guy, you know. He used to be sharp. Mm-hmm. He used to be sharp, but he's just—I mean, it's—and it's easy to see. Like the guy's, the guy's half alive. Yeah, you know, he's, I'm surprised he's not getting wheeled around everywhere. You know, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, like if that's if that's, I guess, the summary of of today's podcast is that we talked about a lot, man. I feel like we just skirted over the whole gas issue, but uh, we talked about some important shit in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. But I guess. In summary, like, you know, with politics, there's a saying that goes, um, and I heard it earlier today. Um, when I get new facts, I change my mind. What do you do? And the person who said that was was getting questioned as to why he changed, why he changed his opinion. Yeah. Because there's a virtue in just like doubling down, mm-hmm. right? And just like you have your position and you're sticking to it. Even if new facts are presented, like that's your position, it's your identity, mm-hmm. right? That's the Republican Democrat way. Yeah, that's why I don't watch Fox News. That's why I don't watch CNN. I don't watch any of that bullshit. I don't watch any news that is Republicans good, Democrats bad. Yeah, or Democrats good, Republicans bad. Because I know what I'm getting. I'm just getting, you know, a very, very spit shined truth, half truth. That's designed for a certain audience. Yeah. So, I, what do you listen to? I, I listen to a lot of independent media. Mm. I listen to a lot of media, like there's a user show, for example, it's called Breaking Points. Okay. Uh, and there's another one called Rising. And you got one person from one side, and you got another person from another side, and they talk about the issues, and you get both sides, you get both perspectives, oh. and they debate it out when they need to. And you're not getting fed this, like, party line bullshit yeah you're not getting fed this like you know democrats good republicans bad bullshit or vice versa you know you're just getting the truth the the truth but you're also getting no no so you're getting 
the opinions based on the facts from both sides and you can make up your own and you can make up your own mind from there you know and it's a very very tough political climate right now because people don't want the truth no they want whatever is going to make their party win whatever's going to bring trump back whatever's going to keep joe biden in office Whatever's going to help the Democrats, whatever's going to help the Republicans, that's what they want. Fuck the truth. Mm -hmm. This is my truth, you know, and if, you know, if, and if I got to spit shine some boots to do it, then that's what, then that's what, what what they're going to do, you know? So it's really not about the truth. People don't care about the truth. People have never cared about the truth. You know, they just want their party to win. No, they're just so (laughs) tribal. People yeah. are so so tribal. We've always been tribal, but mm-hmm. now it's Republican versus Democrat. Yeah. And the truth is whatever makes your party look good. Yeah. And whatever it keeps sucks, you in man. power. It fucking sucks. It fucking sucks. But there's good people out there that are always trying to get at the truth. Finding those people, that's that's the that's the trick. Well then you run for president and I'll be your VP. And I just let you do whatever you want to do and I got your back. Oh man, we'll have this country up and running in no time. <laughs> And it's only going to be our podcast, our podcast playing on all radio stations all day on repeat. <laughs> Damn, that's some that's some some top to bottom propaganda right there. <laughs> all right, Heather, thanks again. Oh, thank you, baby, for uh, having me again. It was a good Friday. Oh yes, it was a good show. It was a good show, baby. And again, I enjoy when we have nothing on the on the schedule, and we just come in and we just talk about. Anything and everything. About different things, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how do you go from talking about divorce to depression and to fucking gas prices? And then us in 2024. And us <laughs> running in 2024. Still not too late to get our to get our, our names. If Kanye could do it, we could do it, babe. <laughs> All right. On that note, we'll see you guys Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, sounds good. We'll see what I'm off on Monday. Ooh. I'm off on Monday. You work, right? I do, baby. I got the long Poor weekend, though. Baby. I got the, oh, got the long, long holiday weekend, though, right? weekend. But isn't that next week? Next weekend, baby. Right. I got the long holiday weekend, too. Oh, no. Mine's longer. Why? You got Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. and Monday. I got Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. That's true. And maybe I'll just call in on Saturday. <laughs> you don't. Well, just, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm gone. Maybe I'll just call, call in on Saturday, and I'm, I'm going to tell Hosea, you know what? Heather needs some hours. <laughs> Thursday when I clock out. Uh, trust I... me, tr- we we talked about gas prices. She's hurting. <laughs> she needs some overtime. Uh-uh. By the 10th speed, I don't need I don't need hours anymore. <laughs> Thursday I'm clocking out and you won't see me till hopefully Tuesday. Oh wow. So must, don't call. Must be nice. <laughs> Did you hear that? Did you hear that, Loy? Don't call. We gotta say in Spanish. She only knows Spanish. <laughs> it's not Spanish, it's a it's a slicker type of Spanish. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you guys. Have a good one. Enjoy your weekends. We are out.